And so being obedient to him in the season of motherhood would be to do motherhood well. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's where we've been placed. And, you know, I feel and I know you feel that, you know, God has set this family apart for you Mm. to mother and to care for. And so what greater worship would there be to him if we were doing what was in front of us to his glory. Mm. Hello and welcome. I'm Tanya Reason and this is the Gospel According to Mum, the show where we discuss the transformational work done in us by Jesus Christ as we live out motherhood and discipleship with him. In part two of this episode, Rachel and I talk more about the choices she's been convicted to make in her approach to motherhood. Rachel is negotiating her way through expected social norms to follow God's direction for her children and her family. We talk more about how full-time motherhood is often perceived and the challenges around speaking honestly about our decisions. We discuss the individual's walk of faith and finding perseverance and strength through it all. I'm definitely just really in a in the middle of it and Mm. learning as I go and I don't know if I have anything figured out Mm. (laughs) do you find yourself daily coming to God with that one because I I frequently am apologizing (laughs) for my conduct during the day (laughs) absolutely and which is so nice you know really (laughs) it's so good to have a God that you know is so willing to give us a fresh start Mm. it's okay do you find it's a different animal when you're apologizing for what you've done like i mean before i was a mother i would would apologize for things that i'd done myself but not not often what i'd done to someone else yes what i'd said or how i behaved in front of someone else that's not something i would ever apologize for unless it was really obvious yes well that's the thing motherhood brings out i think that's why motherhood is the best refining time because all this stuff that comes out of you would never come out really with other people like you that's it would be a much longer process to discover all these ugly things living (laughs) inside you but because we are you know tired and Mm. at our wits end a lot there's stuff that comes out that I'm sure like, it's not threatening to God, but he's like, oh, let's deal with that. You know, yeah. there's things to, you're aware of the things, you're aware of your, yeah, the ugly yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are things about me that I'm sure my husband wouldn't have learned. Yes. Had I not had children. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep deprivation. Yes. A, <laughs> a special thing. But I mean, going back to the subject of discipline, it's really deeply interesting in terms of faith isn't it discipline mm-hmm. because you know I, I read Susanna Wesley's mm-hmm. biography mm-hmm. um and I'm you know I, I haven't done a lot of research into how accurate it was but yeah. but I understand that she was a very disciplined woman mm. who was dedicated to God throughout her life but it was only through her child John Wesley mm. and his ministry that she finally, almost at the end of her life, received the Holy Spirit. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So she'd lived this entire life full mm. of discipline, and you're berating yourself over your lack of discipline. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that we can and can't mm-hmm. do, but it's not its not about what we do. No. Is it, really? That's, that's no. not Discipline is not really the same as faithfulness. 
That's true. And it's all like I've sort of come to find that it's all about what's going on in your heart. Mm. So if you're reading your Bible for 20 minutes every day and you're setting aside, you know, half an hour to pray and, you know, doing all these things, yet your heart is not changed, then it's just religious and very stuck. Mm. And the Holy Spirit has to do work in you for you to come round and go, I want to spend time with you every day, Mm. not because I have to and I've been taught to, but you have to have that sort of the revelation of going, I know that it it is my sustaining thing Mm. that I have to because I can't live without it and I want to and... I love to, mm. you know, like if you don't get, it's just trying to, that distinguishing between doing it because you should, and that's what a Christian does mm. or doing it because it's God's word. Like, mm. and that's amazing that we get to have that in front of us and learn about him and all yeah. that stuff. It's like that. Yeah. You kind of have to have that heart changed. We kind of, we, we learn that, don't we, when we're deprived. Mm. You know, when we've got nothing else to lean on, we we learn how much we need. Mm. It's like being out in the desert. Mm. You know, in, you know Matthew four, mm-hmm. um, and it's a testament to your mum in a sense that you weren't deprived. No, actually, yeah. and 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 we find it difficult to deprive our children. Mm. I mean, I remember reading about Ruth Bell Graham, mm-hmm. and she was talking about training children, and hilariously discussing how she used a, a book on dog training. <laughs> And keeping her commands simple. But in actual yeah. fact, she said in brackets, I talk my children's ear off. And I thought, I do that too. I douse them in way more information than they need just because I want to fill them yes. with as much good things lore, <laughs> yes. you know, as possible. Yes. L-O-R and L-A-W. Yeah. Um, as possible. So that, I suppose, when they're deprived, they'll have all of that. I mean, you had yes. the foundation. Absolutely. You? Like I probably went through that stage where I had to figure out I need to drop the religious mind of it going, you have to because that's what we do. Mm. Like you have to go through that stage where you kind of figure it out for yourself, which mm. is just part of growing up. Yeah. Or um, Making that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so thankful for it. And so, you know, thinking about that, thinking that through at some point, you know, we're going to have to allow our children to go out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and and already, I suppose, you've come across situations where you've had to entrust them to God. Mm. How, how does that go for you? Yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you're chill, you can't always look after your children. I think praying for your children is really important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think praying for them um, privately, like not where they can hear you is really important. Um, Praying for them with them is really important so that it teaches them to pray themselves. Just being able to be like, you can talk to Jesus Mm. because he's with you and he is always listening. So like encouraging them, like their relationship with Jesus, not to rely on mine, 
in the long run when we're away from them a lot more and sometimes when we have no idea what they're doing the only thing we can do is pray Mm. actually it's probably our only like we can't just go in and try and rescue them or take them away from places or whatever I think we all like to think we're Liam Neeson don't we (laughs) (laughs) I mean like we probably realize it would be a much more difficult (laughs) enterprise not saying I wouldn't try it but so yeah I think starting that early we can we can pray for their future now Mm. um it's interesting what you said about not the prayers that you have away from them because I suddenly realized that often I only pray the scary prayers when they're not listening and I realized just then that that reveals my my fear mm-hmm. and understanding mm-hmm. for all the things that can go wrong. I don't want to pray mm-hmm. those things in front of them in case I frighten them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even just that they know who they are and, mm. you know, um, praying for that they discover Jesus for themselves and that, you know, you'd hear a lot of people that their testament testimony would be that there were people praying for me and I didn't know it mm. you know all through their life yeah and you know although you I think of children that you know sort of got dropped off at Sunday school when they were little and then no one sees them for a long time but there were people praying for them mm. that and then they you know end up walking on into a church one day and going I think something's drawn me in here or you know like prayers god hears prayers and he honors our prayers yeah and they don't have a time limit you know he hears our prayers that we may forget that we prayed and yeah you know or even the ones you hold on to and you Mm. think i'm never gonna see this prayer yes but there are so many stories where you know someone stands up in the middle of a conference that they weren't expecting to see some person and and, you know 20 years on and and they're like I prayed for that person and I think God is very gracious yes sometimes in in allowing us because we want to see don't we yes yeah we want to say hooray and hallelujah yes absolutely and so just going back to the idea of, of discipline and things like that I've been thinking a lot about perseverance mm. and what what that actually is and what drives it mm. and and we talk about how we we can't not get up for our children mm. but I mean the, the, the obvious question is why <laughs> because you know um loving your children is a strange thing mm. really I mean I was very aware early on that my children aren't me it's not like loving yourself is it no um and even that is an odd one because, you know, you would quite happily have, you know, a tomato for dinner mm. before you had kids. But once you have kids, you know, it has to be three different types of vegetables and they yes. have to be different colours. Yes. And, you know, and, and you just don't accept that anymore yes. when, you're, when yes. you're living for somebody else. I mean, you really do start living for someone else. Yeah. I mean, how do we, how do we attain perseverance? Because I've, I find it very difficult to persevere if I don't know yeah. the future. Mm. But actually to imagine that I know the future is, well, God's been very, very strict with me about teaching me that I don't know the future. Yeah, I'm, not gonna know. Know <laughs> I'm not going to know. I'm not going to know. Well, that's like... It goes back to plans, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, plan. you, yeah. Can we persevere without a plan? Mm. Without knowing the plan? Well, I think I, I... Well, maybe this is what I'm learning because I'm not a planner 
and I don't like future. Mm, like I'm a big dreamer, so I've got big dreams, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily worry about the future. So perseverance is certainly one of those things that I'm learning. <laughs> and the Bible talks about perseverance and endurance all the time. Mm. It's like this is a this is a long haul kind of life on earth feels like a long slog. Mm. It's not compared to eternity, but when we're in it, it will feel difficult. Yeah. We're not promised an airy fairy happy all goes well life like Mm. I just feel like sometimes we have to be like you know life with God is awesome but it doesn't guarantee everything to go smoothly Mm. and then when you hear about you know patience and endurance and perseverance it's it really is that because often also in motherhood it's this very small every day Mm. every minute we're just very aware of like how slow it feels Mm. and how small it feels and as we're going along I'm sure it's building person like it has to be building something within us Mm. (laughs) I hope I don't get to the end of you know when my children move out and I'm still rushing around you know worrying about things and Mm. like I hope that that endurance and perseverance has really done something within me (laughs) slowed you down yeah and just actually that we want to slow down because it's very hard too isn't it 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 is very hard too and like yeah it's funny the world is like it's like it's tossing two messages Mm. like slow down look after yourself but then it's also like slamming us with everything else it's sort of like mixed oh, i love those things where, where you hear you know self-care for 10 minutes a day you know, <laughs> as quickly as you can care for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that will definitely yeah. not satisfy me <laughs> if you're looking for like life change yeah. i don't know if putting 10 minutes of self-care is going to change your life yeah uh, mm-hmm. anyway but yeah i think also you know I know we are talking about prayer a lot, but coming back, a prayer life, um, I think, has that work of perseverance and stuff. Mm. Because, you know, prayer is, especially if you're praying for your children, if you're praying for the all the things that are happening in their lives, not in a worry way, just in a, I want to just commit the whole life, their mm. whole life. It's it's persevering in the fact that we don't we don't often see the outcome or it might be years away or, you know, anything that like, I just think God's timeline is it's long Mm. often Mm. because he's not in a rush. Yeah. And he's got work to do in us. You know, like he doesn't want us to, he just, he's not here to fulfill everything we need because we are, when we're immature, we're not ready to receive what he's, you know, we think, Oh, it'd be great to have this and this and this and this, but we would just make a big mess of it. If we got everything we, Mm wanted straight away so it's like it's like my daughter with teaching her to put her shoes on the right feet mm. you know actually she gets annoyed because i'm trying to teach her a process that's going to ensure that she understands how to decide yes you know um i don't want her to just guess yes and i think maybe it's it's like that i don't think he wants us to just blat through he's he's yeah he's setting us up to be yes um to, to function yes yeah, and often we do go through stages where we 
we're just refusing to listen and we're just putting our shoes on wrong mm. 50 billion times over and we don't actually get <laughs> walking anywhere. <laughs> you know, not even matching shoes sometimes. But he's not going to go, oh, forget that lesson. We'll move on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Like he is, <laughs> I just feel like he's like very patient with watching us How much does try, he try and try. Us? Absolutely. And then one day we'll just be ready to listen and we'll go, oh, okay mm. and you know we'll switch our shoes over yeah <laughs> and then it's like okay yeah it's yeah. an element of his nature yeah and he is love yeah yeah so loving and so patient but yeah i'm just really convinced that it's yeah a long-term thing mm. And so as soon as, you know, the faster we lose <laughs> frustration of getting to things quicker, then we will find a lot more mm. peace and contentment with where we are. Yeah. And that, that becomes self-control, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. That's sort of the next step, which yeah, which very quickly, you know, your, your lack of self-control and mm. the level of Mm. That is very quickly revealed as a mother, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I suppose you would have found that. I mean, you were running a mother's group, mm. and you've spoken about, you know, the, the revelation that not everybody was having. In fact, no one was having <laughs> a great time. Yeah, everyone yeah. walks in like they've lived a hundred years <laughs> before nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are. I think universally we could almost say that mothers are not always bouncing around full mm. of energy and getting it right. We're, mm. It's kind of a bit of fumbling and learning. And, yeah, I think also if we're talking about self-control, if that's a fruit of the spirit, then when we're living in the spirit, we have access to this supernatural way of living Mm. that when we are aware that the Holy Spirit was within us and actually wants to help us in moments that we can display self-control when we're about to lose our mind. Yeah. But when we're aware of the fruit of the spirit, like the spirit is within me, that means I have access to something that is not of my flesh. Hmm. It is of the spirit. Yeah. And so even just being aware of those things that, you know, it takes, it does take the pressure off our, like what we can do. Yeah. I can trust God with this, with this minute. Yeah. He knew this minute I've given you this gift. Yeah. So just remember, like just access what I've given you kind of thing. Remember. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want you to, like, no human is expected to do this perfectly in their flesh. Mm. So, this is why I've given you help. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, we're talking about the spirit and, and, you know, the revelation of God's goodness. And that brings us to worship Mm. and how that takes shape as a mother. You know, you you said in your notes that that you found that motherhood is actually a form of worship for Mm. you. Mm -hmm. And I, I always think about Jacob, you know. And Jacob leaned on his staff and worshipped. Mm. It doesn't yes. say that, he you know, he didn't call in mm. a 10-piece band and he, mm-hmm. you know, he just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I suppose that, you know, how do we as 
humans show our love for God, it's we're in obedience mm. to him. Yeah. And so being obedient to him in the season of motherhood would be to do motherhood well. Yeah. <laughs> because that's where we've been placed and, you know, I feel and I know you feel that, you know, God has set this family apart for you mm. to mother and to care for. And so what greater worship would there be to him if we were doing what was in front of us to his glory? Mm. And so I think that is definitely worship. Obviously, when we, if we only think about that, we think about how ugly our worship looks sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting flip, isn't it? You bring up this point of, you know, what does it look like to God when we don't mm-hmm. do that? I mean, how upsetting. Yes, but then we can offer, forgi- like, offer, um, you know, our repentance and our, mm. like, that is what, like, he loves repentance. Mm. He's constantly saying that's, you know, come to me and repent. Like, you know, because it's, I think that that's beautiful to him. Yeah. Oh, look, if my kid comes to me and says, (laughs) mommy, I'm sorry. She doesn't even have to finish the word before I scooped her up. I'm just so ready to forgive her. Yeah. And then we can show our kids grace. And then we like, you know, it's, it's sort of what comes out of like so many good lessons can come out of our mistakes. Yeah. You know, and even showing our children how we apologize to them. You know, that's one thing that I make sure I do often Mm. is be like, I was angry and that was ridiculous. I'm really sorry. I did not like you did not deserve for me to talk to you like that. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to be able to, yeah, I want to teach my children about being sorry. Yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> and ex- yeah. Like, that it's okay to make mistakes. I mean, yes. This morning I did it. Yeah. Um, Kit had a, had a spoon and a handful of foamy milk and yep. Sasha went to the loo yep. and she said to me, Mummy, I need to go to the toilet. And I mm-hmm. said, um, and Catherine at the same moment was tipping the spoon out. And in my brain I went, whoa. But it came out as go. Yes. <laughs> and so, so yes. I was like, huh? I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't angry. Yes. You know, even just small things like that, yes. just to explain that yes. sometimes we just, you know, unintentionally, we just muck it up because, yeah. you know, we're spread over a couple of things. Yeah. And, and if that, yeah. and if that's sort of how we're doing it when they're little and their, their mistakes are little and we're overreacting mm. to little things you know like I want to be able to apologize to a teenager you know mm. I I can imagine when we get to that like I mean I know that that is a, like remembering when I was a teenager that's so ugh, like a tricky time but there are going to be times when we have to apologize to a teenager when you know I can imagine that would be difficult mm. when you're trying to be right all the time and tell this unwise immature person give them wisdom but there's going to be times where we apologize to them and I think just making it very obvious that we're not perfect people we're like all in a process and I think letting them in on that to see that will be a good thing yeah I think because then they just don't have any um 
unrealistic expectations on this perfect human who knows everything that is actually very messed up inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we all have expectations, don't mm, we? We do. Yeah. Yes. That's one of the hard, harder things to overcome. Mm. I heard someone say once that, that expect, having an expectation of someone was actually unkind. Mm. And I thought, yeah, that's probably true, actually. Mm. To yeah. just have an, an imaginary idea of someone and then and they fall short of your expectation. Yes, and then you think less of them. You've let me down. Yeah. Or, you know, you've hurt me in some way. Mm. And in actual fact, it was probably unreasonable to ever expect that at all. Yeah. But then I guess our children will have expectations about us as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> and we do have, resp- like, we have responsibilities to be a parent and to raise children because that is our job Mm. and so it's doing that while also being very humble about it and going I don't have it all right I'm really learning I mean is it is it right for us to have an expectation of God surely we can have an expectation of who he is but not necessarily what What he's gonna gonna do Yeah. yeah absolutely I definitely agree with that like I feel like I, I'm not great at separating yeah. two things. <laughs> if you love me, you do this. Yeah. <laughs> but I do find comfort in knowing that God is the final say for me. Mm. Even if I did have different thoughts on what was going to happen or whatever, knowing, like, if, if I feel a no from God, there is actually great comfort in that for me because, mm. okay, I know that you know all. So I'm not going to argue with that one because like, I find that very comforting. And I think it could be because I'm a spontaneous kind of person. I need to know that there's a trustworthy, right. Yeah. Someone that, you know, so I find comfort in that. Yeah. Go back, go somewhere else. Mm. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we, you know, lots of people talk about how, you know, they don't want someone deciding their life for them. Mm. But actually, you're right, it is very comforting sometimes (laughs) to know that that options are reducing, so you know exactly the one. And if he's got the best for us, then I pick that. (laughs) Yes, that's right. His best is going to be better than my best. And even if it it only feels like the best in the next 30 years, Mm. well, I have to trust in that yeah are you prepared for that with you know watching your children's lives unfold I think about that am I going to be able to trust that his plan for them is is the best plan as well Mm. yeah well I hope so yeah Yeah. I mean you said it beautifully I'm not perfect so I can't expect to raise perfect oh my gosh no way absolutely not (laughs) And like you said, if we have that expectation on them, Mm. like, how dare we? (laughs) Yeah. And it's not allowing room for God to work in their lives and do Mm. something incredible that we are continually being transformed. Mm. Like, that's just part of life. And I think what better way for them to see that? Like, it's unusual to see that so, so closely mm. like you can hear about people's stories every now and then but it's not often you get to actually walk 
we are living in the same house. We yeah. are seeing everything. So it's kind it's the of ultimate unique. evangelism, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about extreme sports. That's right. So talking about being different, as you as you were mentioning there, mm-hmm. um, you you found yourself in in a different space in terms of your choices as a mother, mm. which you feel convicted over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not just you know you feel like this is the path you need to go on, mm. um, and you're now in a situation where you are full time mum, mm-hmm. homeschooling, and you're having conversations with people where you almost feel like you can't say. Yeah. I'm a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. It's an interesting time to be in. I suppose it may not have been so abnormal a little while ago, but I certainly feel like it is unusual to meet, like just randomly meet other mothers that are staying at home. And like, I mean, I don't doubt myself, but it does kind of lead to those thoughts trickling in Mm -hmm. like should I be doing something different (laughs) Mm -hmm. am I making life harder for myself you know I think that's that's is that a bad thing I wonder yeah no but it is that I think maybe the argument is it's really hard so do something different Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's tricky also because you if you're like you never want to offend mothers mm. um, because everyone's just you know what it's like. So so then I don't really feel like I would share much about how I feel. Um, but I do feel like it is of greatest importance. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't feel that I would be adding anything more to my family if I went to work Mm -hmm. Um, except for an income (laughs) (laughs) money's overrated (laughs) it is interesting that you found this in a in a Christian setting because I think the world looks in at the church and thinks that you know yeah all Christian women are put down and we stay at home Mm -hmm. and and honour and obey, which we do. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't necessarily take that form. And I've I've been in your situation because apart from a a blip where my husband and I had to roll swap for health reasons, um, I am am a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. And I wouldn't... I wouldn't do it any differently. Yeah. I feel like you. I feel convicted that that is Mm -hmm. where I need to be. And the longer I'm in it and the harder it is. Yes. The better I feel about it, actually. Yes. Um, Well, isn't that just with life? You know, with anything, any kind of convictions? But I've had people say to me, when are you going back? When are you going back to it? (laughs) What happens if I don't? Yes. Could I not do anything for the audience? <laughs> Rachel looked shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like it, obviously it's not valued as something that is really important, hmm. and even long term, like it's not like you do nothing with your life. There are That's right. so many things. It's not like you're not working. Yeah, hmm. there are so many things, and even if you know, even if your children are at you know kindy or school someday, you know. Paid positions are not the ultimate mm. goal of, mm. you know, I don't... The big stories. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you can have a paid position and feel zero purpose for your entire working career. That's true. And so I don't think the solution... Or even a negative purpose sometimes, depending on where you are. So the solution is not in a job, a paid Mm. position. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure why it's valued less or super unusual. Hmm. yeah. Children aside, benefits mm. to children aside, mm. this sort of model of motherhood that God has blessed us with, mm. what is the value to you as a woman? Mm, that's a good question. I feel the value to me is that I'm doing what God has placed me to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that we won't find um, fulfillment in anything else if we're not if we're doing things that we are not called to do. And I'm not necessarily saying that every single mother should be. Of course, you not. know. Yeah, you can only for speak me, for me for my own conv- conviction that I'm doing what God has asked me to do, hmm. and that means a lot that's where I will find fulfillment even when it is extremely difficult so I think that's important I I love taking care of a home and a family and a husband Mm. like that's that is rewarding it's it's good to bring up you know being able to move into the years to come with a solid unit I guess Mm. We don't yet know what the blessing of that would be. Exactly. And I, yeah, I'm not really to gamble that because I feel like what's ahead is, will be tricky, mm, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it'll be good to go into that um, with the solid family, um, you know, relationships. And I kind of do enjoy the refining, like I just know that, I am being changed in it. Hmm. Like it is very difficult, but it's like, if I don't move through this, then I'm not going to be changed like I would be changed. Yeah. Oh, you're not alone. Look, everybody loves the Rocky movies because of the training montages. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. And it, it's like one of those things that when you get through, it wasn't so bad. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm hoping. Is that right? Is that going to happen? You've had a sleep in a cupcake. It wasn't that bad. I could go again. <laughs> I think it'll, it is changing me as a person, refining me. God is refining me through it. And mm. I'm, I'm doing what he's asking me to do. And it is like at the moment, particularly, we don't know where we're going to be living um, in a couple of months and we don't know what next year's going to look like. So even like things like that, it's just, there's no real certainty and being able to practice trusting in God. Mm. And I think, you know, the gift of being able to practice those things yeah. put into practice, trusting and praying and clinging on when, it feels like that um, is a gift. Mm. So what's remarkable about you is that you have openly said a couple of times that that you are an undisciplined, unspontaneous kind of person, <laughs> and yet you have chosen 
to be a mother who homeschools in an urban setting. Mm. So, I mean, the options for you to send your kids to mm. the hundred schools are endless. Mm. Um, and yet, in the face of that, you feel that you need yeah. to, to do this. Mm. And that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I just, I feel like I haven't been given the go ahead to do something different. And I felt strongly that, well, definitely for my first, that it wasn't time to put him in school. Right. Um, and I'm not one to go against those strong feelings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, it's not like I've been given the feeling that I will homeschool for the rest of my life. Yeah. I just haven't been given the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's you're, you're I do what I'm doing yeah. until I'm told to do something different. Yeah. And um, how has it been sort of getting that set up? Um, it's been interesting. I like some things about it. <laughs> it's really doubling down, isn't it? You <laughs> yeah. Know, it's, yeah, it's 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 interesting and I if I had to do it again next year, I would do it. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, everything takes time and adjustment. And I think I also being really patient with myself, not going, I should know exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like that, this is something that people would work on for years before they got the hang of it or yeah. like sort of how it works for their family. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm probably fumbling away my way through it a little bit, but I am seeing good things you know just even just the kids development within themselves mm-hmm. and things that I'm not pushing just it just them growing and you know just being able to take that whole process the last couple of years really slowly mm-hmm. I think has been really good and not pushing them into things that I know it would be a rough trot Right. To settle into whatever. And do you find that, that uh, uh, obviously it's, you know, when you bump into someone at church, it's not easy to, to take them through that step by yeah. step. But do you find it's hard to say, look, well, this is what I think? It's hard to explain, hmm. I think. And I'm not really, <laughs> I think maybe some people would think I was foolish, but I'm not really like, I don't have to justify what I'm doing, hmm. as in, you know, I could be like, right, this is why I'm doing this and I'm going to research all the good things that... <laughs> so I can argue. So I can argue. <laughs> like, I'm not really that kind of person. Um, I just go by... I, I do feel like I have a good sense of where the Lord is directing me. Mm. And I think it is tricky, maybe because in, you know, your Christian circles, everyone feels like, they should be doing like if someone's led to do something it's like oh should I be led to do that too Mm. like if God's saying that this is where you need to be then Mm. I must be doing something wrong and well it's not like that at all we know that um so yeah just um navigating all those things (laughs) so that was that was the the point that I was thinking of as you were talking about how we know that we we serve a God who who creates with wondrous variety Mm. and we uh still stunned when he comes to us as individuals (laughs) yes and once we've gotten over that hurdle 
we're still stunned when he speaks individually to other people. Yes. And leads them on different paths. And we think, well, that's, is that yes. really wise that you're, yeah. you know, but if you look back through the Bible, we'll also quite happily quote from the prophets who were, you know, cooking dung and yeah. wearing yep. animal hair and, and, yep. you know, we're quite By happy themselves. with themselves. Like, you know, there wasn't a whole tribe around them going, this is exactly what we're all joining in. It's sort of, yeah. they're a lonely there are alone people. Lonely. Yeah, lonely bunch all together. Yeah, yeah. we are, aren't we? We're, yeah. we're a collection of individuals. Mm. It's the most, it's the most um, comprehensive mm. diversity, diversity and, and inclusion program yeah. ever created. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you'd expect more people to think a little bit more like you. Yeah. <laughs> but. Who am I to say <laughs> anything of the sort? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's been so interesting talking to you, Rachel, <laughs> and I'm so glad that you came and shared today, mm. being right in the thick of it. Yeah. And um, when this podcast is 15 years older... <laughs> we'll do another one. We'll do another one and see where we go to. How little well, we knew. Yeah. Hopefully we we're not doing the same things. Mm. No, not the same thing. But serving the same God. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Tanya. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening today. You can find out more about the show, our guests, and subscribe and download through all our channels by visiting thegospelaccordingtomum.com. In the next episode, we'll be doing things a little differently. It seems fitting that for the seventh episode, we should rest and recap on some of what we've looked at in season one. I'll be joined by my husband Ben Reason for a bit of male perspective as we reflect as parents on scripture featured during the season. In the meantime, be encouraged, friend, and remember the God who taught you to love will not leave you as you walk with him more and more at your own pace. I'm Tanya Reason, and you've been listening to The Gospel According to Mum. Till next time.